Hey, Mr. Jelly. You'll never guess who this hey, is. Hey, Russell, Russell. Hey, are you actually Russell? I, I need to check that you're actually Russell. Can I ask you a security question? Oh, okay. My credit card number is 46448. <laughs> no? I'm not going to stop you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a sec. All right. What, what's... My question for you is, what was your first car? Oh, yes. Okay. I must have pre-filled this at some stage. I'm happy to give it to you, <laughs> Mr. Operative. I assume this is being recorded for quality. For quality and trading purposes. Yeah. Someone's laughing at it somewhere, basically. So, yep. um, yes, I had an 83 Bluebird, a Datsun Bluebird jelly. Bluebird. And it was, yeah. And it was actually blue, true to its name. Good. It was the, the best car in the world. And I have to tell you, I sometimes still miss that car. I'm like, oh, if only if it was still running. So, I wish I could say, I wish I could agree with you and say that your car is effectively the best car in the world. But my first car was a Holden Kingswood. Ooh, I remember those. And it was a giant freaking tank of a car. I, I'm surprised like that it doesn't still exist today, kind of, except that I know how it went out. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I can't not tell a story now. So just after I moved to Canberra, I was at CIT and I got a phone call from the police about my car. My car was back in orange. Um, I'd taken something else. I brought something else to, uh, to Canberra when I first moved here. And it turns out that my mother had driven it to work, um, and parked it in like a side street. Um, when I, where I grew up, and somebody had come around a roundabout and uh, and blacked out and like basically collapsed on the wheel, collapsed on the accelerator, started accelerating, hit Whoa. hit my car, missed it. It was next to a tree, missed the tree that it was sitting ne- sitting next to, hit my car at about eighty k's an hour. Um, oh, and this is cow. like in a fifty sixty zone, so they kind of sped up a lot. Hit my my car, my car, which I mean, like I said, it was a tank. My car shifted into the car next to it and the car next to it after that. <laughs> and it was a four car pileup in like a, you know, like a 50 zone. So that was, um, yeah, that's how it went out. And it was the only reason that it, like it was not, it, like it got bent, um, because it got hit so hard. But yeah, it was, it was giant friggin' thing. Wow. I have to tell you, um, the, the story of the bluebird now and how it went out. But yeah. first, I have to tell you, I was once sitting in a dentist's, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a waiting room. I'm sitting there waiting and there's, he, the dentist was collecting all these National Geographics and some of them were old. And I found one jelly from 1984 and my car was a two page spread in that that oh uh, my. National Geographic and it was all about like um you know this is the quietest car ever engineered we've even positioned the antenna like exactly where it needs to be for like optimum quietness and I'm like really <laughs> are we are we driving the same car here but yeah it was it was I think the the tagline was something like the it wasn't the poor man's limousine I think it was like the every man's like limousine so my car jelly it was like a limousine so I'm driving down a side street. I'm I'm probably doing the speed limit, like yeah. about sixty k's an hour or whatever, and yeah. I'm just happily cruising along. And there's there's all these parked cars like down on the left. They've all got their lights off. There's no one in them. Like it's it's all cool. I'm cruising along, and suddenly one of these parked cars just p- pulls out, like just right in front of me, and I just hit him like bang. And it feels like to me it was like a bumper car. Like I'm yeah. doing maybe fifty at that time because I managed to hit the brakes a little bit. Yeah. He hasn't even seen me, and we kind of rather than me t-boning him directly, he yeah. was kind of at an angle i managed to swerve a bit and we kind of glanced off each other it was it was quite majestic if i might say we kind of we collided and then bounced it like, was like separate a dance. Ways. it like, was like a like dance ice and skating or something like one of those things it was very much like that and i i was very angry with this guy because i'd literally 
I'd hit a pole like a few days before. And when I say hit, I'd like gently reversed into a pole and kept reversing, <laughs> wondering why my car was no longer moving backwards. And I bent the entire side panel. And being wow. a bluebird, you're like, wow, pop that off, get like a hammer and a piece of wood and hammer it back out. And I spent two hours maybe hammering this back out. I even added a bit of spray paint. It looked pretty damn good. And this guy hit the exact same panel. I'm like, you have, you've got to be kidding me. And it turned out he was a pizza delivery driver. And yeah, so it's, it's in the days of street directory. So he's sitting there like reading the street directory, trying to figure out where to deliver this pizza to. Yep. And then clearly he's like, Oh, this is the house. And he's just pulled like right from me. And that was the end of the, the bluebird. Long, long may it live. I guess it's dead. So it's it dead. Not relevant. Yeah. Um, my car, my Kingswood was, well, not my Kingswood, but the Kingswood, uh, was the, it had a, it had a TV show named after it. <laughs> Um, or possibly it was named after a TV show. I don't know. I know that they had, there, there was a, um, because my dad said, like, used their catchphrase all the time, which was, oh, not the Kingswood or something like that. Um, so but it was like an Australian TV yeah, show? Yeah, Australian TV show. It's called Kingswood Country. <laughs> it's, it's just, it sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like a TV show, but, uh, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page for it now. And one of the, one of the stars of the show was named Sheila. And there's, there's a Colin. <laughs> And a Maggie, like these are the most Australian names you can come up with. So I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, an Australian show. Uh, anyway, so I, I, the reason that I'm asking about the cars now that we're like seven minutes into the podcast. I just thought you wanted to steal something from my bank. So. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there is that, there is that, but I, I, I thought we could talk a little bit about cars because I mean, cars are the sort of thing that, uh, you know, they're, they're a part of, you know, a lot of people's lives. In, in any case, uh, and there, there's kind of a lot of things that kind of go with cars, but I'm not going to, I mean, this is not Top Gear or accidental some kind of topical. like, yeah, accidental show where we maybe talk about cars sometimes. I figure we'll <sighs> just like cover it and we'll just kind of get it done with and we'll look at it from like a regular person's perspective. Man, I was hoping we were going to start a car show. I was all yeah, excited. Accidental car podcast or something. Accidental topic cars. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, what car do you have now if the Bluebird is gone? The Bluebird is gone. It is long gone. So, these days I drive a 2009 Volkswagen Golf. It's a very boring car, but mm. I'm, I'm also in love with it, but for different reasons. It's more, I don't know if I'm older and more boring now, but it's just reliable. It's solid. It's just, yeah. There's nothing outstanding about it, but there's nothing like bad about it either. It's just, yeah. It's just a car. Just, just a car. Gets what about you, you from home to work. Mel and I share a car and we drive like a Mazda. It's it's silver. I don't even know the model of it. I think it's like a 323 <laughs> or maybe it's a 626. I don't know. There's just numbers <laughs> and I can't remember them. But it gets me from A to B. So, you know, there's letters involved as well. Wow. That sounds like a fancy car. And how old is this car, Jelly? I don't know. It's like 15 years old now. It's got a okay, kind of a dent on. in one spot. That just never has been like dealt with. All right, so I've I've got a question for you. Like we were talking about the first cars. You had a Kingswood. I had a Bluebird. Yeah. How, how did you purchase this car? Like, did anyone else help you? Did you go out on your own? Did you steal it from a neighbor? Like, where where so did that, it come from? That car was given to me. That one was given to me. But I did I did my the first car that I bought was a Commodore because I was stupid. Well, this is Australia. Everyone's got to yeah. have at least a, a Falcon You've got to have a, a Commodore. Commodore at some point. <laughs> so, I bought that after I moved to Canberra. And this was not long after the Kingswood got, you know, smashed up. 
I had been driving when I came to Canberra. I had been driving a Brumby. A what? A Brumby. It's it's a Subaru Ute. Um, in, uh, I think yes, in the yes. states it was called the Brat or something. Um, <laughs> but here it's named after a horse, of course. You know, wild horse. So Brumby. And so I'd been driving that around, and it's this tiny little Ute that you know uh, it's got no space in it at all. And I'd been trying to carry around people in it, which is not really what it's designed to do at all. Uh, so I bought. I decided I wanted to get like a relatively large car for carrying a couple of you know friends in. And yeah, I bought a Commodore, and it was like a I think it was a nineties ish Commodore. I can't remember the exact the, the exact year because that one is now obviously gone as well. But uh, it was, yeah, it, it leaked so much oil. <laughs> they do. So the much oil. Do. That's, yeah, that's a standard. Well, I mean, I think that's a standard, like, Holden thing, not just a Commodore thing. Oh, it's not just Holders. Land Rovers. Hello, Land Rover owners out there. Your, your cars all <laughs> leak from, from day one. Mm-hmm. But the, Col- the Commodore, I felt like, had a few years before it started leaking. But mm-hmm. it's funny how similar our stories are. So, the Bluebird was actually a gift from my sister. She. Yep. She did this thing where I think back when I was in high school, she's like, if you go to university and you can finish a course and you can get a job, there's a lot of conditions, by the way, um, I'll, I'll get you a car. And so, yeah, she, she bought me the Bluebird. So, the first car I bought on my own um, was actually another Australian classic, the Mitsubishi Magna Jelly. And the funny way we agreed to it, this is I was married then, so Michelle was in the picture. Um, we agreed to buy a Holden Commodore and we agreed that the best place to get a Holden Commodore was the government, you know, car auctions. We have those in SA. So the government, I think here is only allowed to use cars for three years or less than three years in a fleet. And then they sell them off, um, just at these huge auctions. So I, I turned up to one of these auctions. I've never been to one before. I'm sitting in the crowd, you know, all excited. There's, there's probably a few hundred people there and all these Commodores that I looked at start, you know, rolling down and they're literally, they're doing like, more than one a minute. It's just like car rolls in. The guy's like, okay, what do I hear for lot number 32? Blah, blah, blah. Going once, going twice. I'm like, holy cow. And all these Commodores are going for more than the price, you know, Michelle and I had agreed to buy this car. Yep. So we're 92 cars in. Like there's a good hour um, gone. Everyone's gone Jeez. home. There's, there's yeah. like me and like three dealers sitting there. I'm like, I've taken the day off work. I might as well just like sit here till the end. So I think lot 93 out of 95 rolls in. And it's a Mitsubishi Magna. And I'm like, that's a good looking car. Like, I hadn't considered that. And the starting price was really low. The guy's like, do I hear this much? And no one's like raising their hands. I'm like, oh, like, this is a bargain. And all of a sudden, I, I kid you not, I didn't do this on purpose. My hand just like slowly goes into the air. <laughs> and the, the guy points to me. He's like, you, sir, like going once. I'm like, come on, someone else, someone else bid, someone else. No, no one else is bidding. I'm just sitting there all alone. Everyone's staring at me. I'm like, oh no. And he's like, going, going, gone. And I'm like, Oh, I've bought a car. So I called Michelle on the phone. I'm like, she's like, Oh, did you, did you get the Commodore? Which, which Commodore did you get? I'm like, mm, yes, <laughs> sort of. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I got, oh, I look, got the Commodore, except it's a Mag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Mag. So I sent her a link. I'm like, just, just look at the link. You'll be very impressed with like yeah. this car that I got. And she texted me back super angry. She's like, this is the exact car that my parents. <laughs> 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 that's great. I love it. Oh, that's great. So, do you regret? Do you regret <laughs> buying the? <laughs> Well, see, with the benefit of like many, many years, I, I don't regret. We got we got it so cheap that I had trouble insuring it. So the, oh, the right. insurance company wouldn't insure it until they saw it because they're like, this is well below market value. But I, it couldn't leave the lot until it was insured, and I also couldn't get the loan from the bank until it was insured. So I'm like, hmm. We had this whole situation. We had to do the whole run around until eventually one company, you know, eventually gave Somebody in. But has to budge. Yeah, I don't regret it in. 
it's hindsight, but I tell you what, I did regret it at the time as I'm standing in line. I'm like, oh. Michelle is going to murder me. I mean, what about you? Do you regret, you know, buying the Commodore? So I think I've commented before that while I had the Commodore, I I bought motor oil, like I bought milk. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just I just, I just go to the store pack. and I'd I'd buy like you know milk and milk and motor oil <laughs> <laughs> and some bread. And it was just like it was a, it had to be a staple because I I like I, I would go through so much so much oil with that friggin' thing, and I. Kind of, I made a lot of bad decisions in that regards. I think mostly I regret not getting help with it because, ah. Uh, so, did you like service the thing yourself or, or did you just not service no, it at no, all? No, like, I mean like when, like getting help with like buying it from somebody who ah, actually, okay, you yeah. know, A, knows about cars and B, has had experience with purchasing cars in the past. I feel like maybe that was, that was probably I fell down there. But I, I feel you though. You were feeling like independent. You had your own money. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. don't need anyone. Well, I had this is like a jelly money, thing. So that was that, yeah. <laughs> but that is like that is a lot of what it, what it was. I just wanted to, like I wanted to get my car and I wanted it to be my car and it, it totally was. And then I went out and I got a sound system for it and installed that myself and I felt real good about that. And I'd did, go did, down you, the, did you get yours stolen in the first two weeks like I did? No, I still had it well really <laughs> past having the car. Man, I saved so hard and I got these like, you know, really good speakers. I got like a Kenwood stereo. I'm like, this yep, is the yep. best. And then I parked it, you know, I parked it on the street, which is like, that's what you do with cars. Oh, yep. And then I came back from work. I'm like, huh, my it's back gone. window smashed. And would you look at that? All my speakers and stereo I've got. So I do remember like one time when I was, uh, one time I was at work. This was when I was working phone retail. So I was like, I was working at a mall. So I was parked in like the all day part of the mall car park. And I remember hearing my name being called out over the over the intercom in the in there, and I was like, "Wait, what is like? I have to go to my car." So I went out to my car, and yeah, like somebody had been trying to break into it. So they'd climbed, they'd opened the boot, they jimmied the boot open, and climbed in through the boot into the car, <laughs> and been like been trying to like start the car with a screwdriver. And they were caught by, like, the car park security in the attempts to do so. I don't know how they got caught. Like, that doesn't really make sense, much sense to me. But, at this, like, so they climbed in my car. They could have taken the stereo, which is which was worth more than the car, might I add. <laughs> and, like, and being done with it. But they... They decided to like try their try their luck, and they they lost, I guess. So that was like I had a near miss, I guess. But yeah, I I had that stereo. Like I installed that stereo in my next car that I got. Oh wow, that's the stereo that like yeah, uh, went, yeah. went across car generations. Yeah, yeah. So what what about other stuff? Like, did you ever kind of service it? Like, the, was there things on it that that you could replace? Like, how handy did you get with with this car? So as a kid, I was taught like my dad taught us. Taught well, taught me. I don't know if he taught Rachel. I don't remember. But uh, my dad taught me a lot about cars, or tried to teach me. I wasn't really particularly interested. I was never. I've never really been like super into cars. So I mean, I learned a few things. I obviously got really good at changing the oil. <laughs> <laughs> if by changing you mean just pour it on the top and wait for it to come out the bottom. I, I, I think like I maybe once like drained the oil. Um, Sounds like you didn't need to. Like the car was happy to do that true. for you. It was doing that for me. <laughs> I did know how to drain it though. I there was there was a spot underneath, and I knew where to look. The um, sump d- plug for those yeah, listening at home. Yeah, it's like it looks like a weird like bolty thing sticking out of the bottom of your car. Yeah. Pro tip: don't 
pull it out just after your car's been running because <laughs> it turns out the oil is very hot. I made that mistake the first time around. Uh, and usually you might want to have like a bucket or something to collect <laughs> it in. That's important too because a lot comes out. <laughs> yes, there is a lot of oil in there. I uh, so bad, but I I could I could change the oil and obviously I could top up the oil radiator. I I had a few times uh, in a couple of the cars that I I've driven over the years have had radiator problems over the years and I've had to like you know flush them flush the radiator is that a is that a term I don't know yeah no that's definitely a term you can you can flush a radiator uh, so I've I've had to do that obviously I can fill up the wiper fluid <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm pretty good at that I I I think I have a general kind of uh, understanding of like basic basic car maintenance I I changed a headlight once that's fun oh. Did you replace the entire headlight or just the, the light in it? I think it was just the bulb. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, like, it's still kind of the same, like, massive process because you can't just, like, you know, it's not just like a light in your house. You can't just, like, reach up and pull it out and put a new one in. It's like you have to go into the bonnet and, like, undo all the bits that are in there and then you have to kind of, like, wriggle it a bit and then there's another bit you had to take off and then eventually, like, you can take off that, like, this the stuff there and and then you have to like twist the the bulb inside the thing so it will come out like and so it'll unlatch and you can pull it out and you put the new bulb in there and you have to do like that all in reverse and then you might think that you're done but no you actually have to like park your car in front of like a wall somewhere or you know the garage door or something and then like spend some time with a screwdriver quality time with a screwdriver as you like make sure that it's level with the other lights oh you actually went to that level i didn't not even bother I'm yeah. like, the light is in, we're done. No, because I'm not a jerk who likes to, like, you know, <laughs> flash people as they're coming down the other the other end of the, the street. I'm not a jerk like you, Russell. Oh, 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 that hurts. It, I, look, I think we're more similar than you realize. Like, my, in this case, it was my brother that taught me all t- to do all this stuff. I, I was right. probably just as uninterested as you, but yep. he's, he's a determined individual. Like, he taught me how to change oil. He taught me how to change oil filters, yep. um, you know, air filters, even fuel filters, which in my car, they yep. had the genius idea of putting under the back left wheel. They're like, the best place for a fuel filter is somewhere where it's really hard to get to. And yeah, I've changed those. I've, you have done those. I've changed more tires than I care to remember. But my favorite really? part is one thing that didn't need changing is I used to carry, and I kid you not, in the back of my car, an air compressor and a hammer. And so the hammer was for when the car wouldn't start. You just gently tap the starter motor. I don't know what the hell that does, but that, that was like magic. It'd be like, okay, now I'm going to start. <laughs> the, the air compressor was for when uh, you'd be just driving along and the car would just blah, 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 sh- and it would just die and then you'd coast to the side of the road you'd take the cap off the what's it called the carburetor and you just spray that with air because yeah my car just had gunk going all through it and so what would happen is that would just get blocked and the car would be like yeah not driving anymore and so you pull out this air compressor from the boot you'd square air down there and then you keep going that mm. was just so many things oh brake fluid my car leaked brake fluid one time when i was going to an exam i was coming down we only have one expressway in adelaide it was the southern expressway and i was doing a good maybe 80, 90 k's an hour, and the traffic light is probably about 200 metres out. I'm like, I'm probably going to start to brake. Let's just slow down a little bit. So I put on my foot on the brake and uh, absolutely nothing happens, and then I push it a bit harder, and then absolutely nothing happens. And now I'm 150 metres from the light, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then the wheels just lock up. And oh. so I'm just – and I, I kid you not, I'm screeching to a halt like for a good 150 metres and everyone's just like staring at me. Yeah. And I came to a halt like just past the lights. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> and then a car T-bones you and that's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it, it turns out that when your wheels are locked, your car stops extremely slowly. So that there's another pro tip. Yeah, you don't want them to lock up because then they uh, then you actually lose traction, and you don't want to lose traction. No. Yeah, I used to carry around a, a thing of fuel in the back of my car. Oh, yeah, like a jerry can order. Yeah, like a jerry. It was always full as well. Like, I always made sure that it was full because I constantly ran out of fuel. I don't even yep. know, like, I'm terribly forgetful and I wouldn't even look at the, um, at the fuel, uh, gauge in my car until, like, all, like, the light would come on and you would think, like, uh, the light would come on and everything, like, everything's fine. You can, like, you can use that time to get to a petrol station or a gas station if you're American. Uh, you can use that time to, like, you know, go and fill up. But with the car that I was driving, which was the Brumby in this case, the light would come on and that's it running out of fuel. <laughs> it's like, hey, by the way, I just letting you know what happened. The fuel is yeah. gone. <laughs> because, like, the light would come on and then next thing you know, it's like, prop, prop. As as you start to like you drift, and so yeah, I'd uh, I'd like you. There was at least one time where I was driving, and I think the reason that I kept running out of fuel was that I moved to like because I moved to Canberra. Like I came from like a relatively small town, so there's like maybe it's not really that far to get to the next petrol station. So I just kind of would you know it it wouldn't really matter. But when I came to Canberra. Canberra is like the way that Canberra is laid out is that you've got like this kind of town center that's all the way out there and then another one all the way out there and another one all the way out there and there's not really any kind of like you know I mean at least when I first moved here it's kind of all kind of merged since I moved here but and so there's all this like length that you have to go before you can get to a petrol station yeah but yeah I at least one time like got stuck in the middle like in the middle of a like a one of the um major kind of parkways and uh would have like had to walk like to to um CIT from wherever I was wherever I had pulled over because I was like well I've got to get to class and uh then I'll come back and I'll fill up the car so I, <laughs> yeah so that and no. that's, that was when I bought my jerry can and yeah, um I had one of those too in yeah. fact my my car had this thing where none of the controls on the dashboard would work until the car was reasonably warm. Yeah. So you actually wouldn't know what your fuel levels and things were until you've been driving for about ten minutes. It was just it was that kind of novelty. You're like, yeah. did I fill up? Yeah. I can't remember if I filled up or not. I guess we'll just drive for a while and we'll wait till the fuel gauge. Turns I've, on. I've had at least one car where sometimes it just wouldn't. The, the fuel gauge would be like, yeah, I, you don't need to know what this, <laughs> <laughs> this level. <laughs> you don't need to know. You just, I'll, I'll let you know later. Maybe next time you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fuel light has just come on, so you know, I'll let you know that way. Um, <laughs> and it's over. See, cars, man, cars. So. I, Okay, this sounds similar, but this is something I have to know. Like, when you first started driving and in your first few years of driving and kind of since then, would you kind of categorize yourself as, you know, like a safe, you know, Volvo driving, you know, hat wearing, kind of cautious driver? Or are you the kind of person that's, you know, you kind of hoon around a bit, you picked up? You know, tickets left, right, and center. What's I definitely give us a profile a of Jelly the driver. So I've, I've definitely picked up a few tickets in my time. Uh, there was a time there where I came very close to losing my license because I had like one was one point away from losing my license. I think you gain points until you reach a, a threshold. That's how it works, at least. Here you start with 12 and you lose yeah no, three well, or six. So per I've thing. been told. I think I was told uh, by the. 
I don't know, RTA, or I don't even know who they are. I, that I was told that you gain points, not lose points, because and it's because everybody says you lose a point, but that's not how it works. You actually gain a point, and then you have like a threshold, which is weird. I, but I came really close, and I think yeah, it's twelve, and I think I came to eleven because I had like yeah, I had a few like they were mostly speeding, like I'd do 130 as a p-plate driver where you're only <laughs> supposed to go like 90 i'd go like 130 on an 110k zone so yeah there's that <laughs> Je- jelly had places to be um, I-, I found i was the same i used to get heaps of tickets and i mm. also in fact i think i lost all my points and at this point or oh, sorry gained all, all the 12 demerit points or whatever at, at this point you get a letter from in south australia at least and they're like hey you have two choices now you can either forfeit your license for 12 months mm-hmm. or you can go and have one point for the next six months. And I'm like, I can do this. So I just went on the one point for six months thing and I drove like a, like a grandma everywhere. Yeah. I just cautiously, like I stopped before every light. I drove like 10 Ks under the speed limit. I'm like, damn it. I will keep my license for, for the next six months. And I found the funny thing was I used to live in a, a suburb called No Longer in Adelaide and that place is absolutely blanketed with Red light speed, every single camera possible you can imagine on every single place you can imagine. And when we moved out to a different suburb, zero of these things, no speed cameras anywhere, no like anything. And I found out I haven't had like a ticket since. And I'd like to think Mm. that's because I've gotten, you know, safer and more cautious and older. But but I think it's actually because the police, you know, don't blanket our suburb in in all this stuff. Potentially. I, I have not had a ticket in a while either. I think, and I think partially it was because I got to the point where I was only one one point away from losing my <laughs> license and I was like, I must not lose this one. So, I'm driving around at like 10Ks now just being like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And... I think that kind of like stuck. And I mean, I don't, it's not like I drive now, like, you know, super safe and always exactly the speed limit at all times. I, I'm, st- I think I'm still a hoon at heart, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's the car that I drive. Mel, I think, thinks it's the car that I drive that it's the, because the car is, um, you know, it's like an old lady's car, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that whenever I go to service the golf. I walk into the service center and there's literally like no one in there is under 60 and they're all like gray haired. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in the, the wrong demographic here, but whatever. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, I've, and I've also had like tons of accidents in my time. There was at least two times that I've run up the back of people. Um, and was driving, I think, at least in one of them, I was driving the Brumby, which had a bull bar. So, the Brumby was fine. But <laughs> that car like, out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, I'm just, I was coming down the road, uh, this road, and I locked, this is, this is a similar situation to yours. I was coming down this road and I locked the brakes um, as I'm coming and there's cars, there, there was traffic in front of me and the cars were all backed up. And at first, I was like maybe 300 meters away, and then I was 200 meters away, and then I was 100 meters away, and my car's like <laughs> just break, just sliding, just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I just like, boom, 